Well, today I found myself After searching all these years The man that I saw He wasn't at all who I thought he'd be I was lost when you found me here I was broken beyond repair But you came along And you sang your song over me It feels like I'm born again Feels like I'm living For the very first time for the very first time in my life Make a promise to me now Reassure my heart somehow That this love that I feel Is so much more real than anything I have a feeling in my soul And I pray that I'm not wrong This life that I have It is only the beginning It feels like I'm born again Feels like I'm living for the very first time Living for the first time In my life Wasn't looking for Something that was more than What I had yesterday But you came to me and you gave to me a life and a love that I've never known and I've never felt before. Feels like I'm born again. Feels like I'm living for the very first time. I'm living for the first Feels like I'm breathing Feels like I'm moving For the very first time I'm living for the first time In my life I'm living for the first time I'm breathing for the first time in my life. Okay, church, it's meet and greet time, so if you can turn those lights on and make sure you go around to somebody you don't know and make them feel welcome this morning. Amen? Get up from your seat. 
Y'all make sure y'all go around the room and make somebody feel welcome this morning. If they won't come to you, you go to them. If they look like they're having a bad day, kiss them on the mouth. in the house of the Lord this morning. We opening up these walls. We making room for one more. Make sure y'all make somebody feel welcome. Somebody put your hands together for our next level worship band this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You'll make your way back to your seats. I'm going to make a couple of announcements real quick. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Grab your seats. Grab your seats. Hallelujah. Find a clue, girl. Find a clue. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Grab your seats. Grab your seats. If somebody's in the way, tell them move, move, move. Let's pray, guys. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Grab your seats, guys. Kids, but, hey kids, we don't talk in church, it's church time, come up here and help me pray, come on, and switchblade, come here, come on, slow down before you knock something over, mess something up, huh, amen, welcome everybody to church and prayer. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, I want to thank you for the weekend that you provided us teenagers and all the fun that we had. Lord, I just want to thank you that you kept everyone safe and all of us got home safely in one piece. 
And I just ask that you watch over each and every one of us and hide Pastor Mark behind the cross. Amen. <laughs> Good job, young lady. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Be careful what you ask for. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Just a couple of announcements. <laughs> Amen. A couple of announcements real quick, guys. That, uh, that bench in the back, that bench in the back right there, that uh, uh, pew, we're saving that for moms with little babies. That way they don't have to go out there in the heat or the foyer when they start crying. Can I say this to you? If, you, if your baby starts crying, if you slip to the back, it don't bother me. You don't have to walk out of here. Uh, I, 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 if, if you're crying right here, it might mess with my ADD. But we're going to put a couple more of those pews in, and those are just for ladies with babies. That way they don't have to go out. We have 10 tons of air conditioning coming, folks. So, so just bear with us a little bit. We're in the building phase. Uh, we're working on a building, as Brother Jack Lindley would always say, working on a building. Uh, God gave me this little ranch. We call it Caney Creek Cowboy Church, and I believe we got to all be working on this until he calls us home in some aspect or another. Uh, just a couple of announcements. We're having our first ever bike night, our, our first ever bike night. <laughs> It's going to be on July 25th, and it's for believers and non-believers. It's going to be free food for everybody. We got a couple of uh, uh, people helping us. The Rex Robar band, he's going to bring his band that night, and they're going to be playing, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, we are also got Faith Cycles and, and uh, Tiger Law, who's coming, and, and Renegade Cycles has just jumped on board. So this thing is going to be huge. And so we got a, a lot of flyers, and we're going to distribute this. We're going to be on the radio. So we just want to encourage you guys to pray with us right now. Start. It's on the 25th of, of next month, but if we'll start praying, we might see five to, uh, 500 to 1,000 to 1,500. We'll put no limits on it, but we might see a lot of bikers come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Our rodeo ministry is kicking off. Uh, if the rain will stop, we'll buck bulls and rope. So we're, our, our grass is growing up in our arena pretty good. Uh, I had Tony and them plow it the other day, and the Lord decided to water it again. But I'm okay with whatever God wants to do. But our rodeo ministry is on the front lines of the Cowboy Church. So we're excited about the future of that. So just watch our Facebook page and our Internet. We also have Jeff Bates, country singer, superstar Jeff Bates coming back in here. Here on the 18th of July. I'm excited about that. And our talent show is July 4th, guys. Caney Creek Cowboy Church has talent. If you can juggle chainsaws, anything but knives, no play with no knives. All right. If you have any talent, there's a $500 grand prize for our 4th of July Caney Creek Cowboy Church has talent. So if, 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 if you want to register for that, you want to see Miss Vicki and others, we're going to be talking about that all this week. We're going to put it out there for the whole community. It's not just for Caney Creek. It's for the whole community. We're going to have a stage. Or we're going to perform in here, outdoor, whatever it takes. So Caney Creek Cowboy Church has talent. July 4th, we're doing that July 4th. And then we're going to have a fireworks show and a place for your kids to be safe on 4th of July. A place with no drugs and no alcohol. 
Amen. So praise God. Stand with me today as we pray over our offering. And remember today what you give, what you give, guys. Today what you give, we're going to take 10% of that. And we're going to send it to the church in South Carolina. Where the great Martin Luther King once gave a message. And that place has been open for decades and years. Spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. If that were to happen here, I'd hope other churches would pray with us and help us to rebuild. I know it's just going to be a little bit, but a little bit will go a long way. God's been proving that with what you're giving at this church. God can take the little and turn it into a lot. Can I say this to you? We got to do this camp this year basically free to these children. And we had 55, 56 teenagers because of your faithful giving in this church and your support. And I'm excited that in this future, there's a whole host of summer events for these kids. Not only teenagers, but the lambs. Mary Wise is planning campouts, and we got a chemo trip planned for the little one. We just got another van that we can use that we bought, so we have two vans now, praise God, amen. Come on, somebody, praise God with me. We have two vans, and we needed five this week. <laughs> Crazy. We're just growing and growing and growing. We ought to be thankful for that this morning. And let's give to God this morning because he gives us so much. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this offering that we're about to take up, Lord. Father, we just pray for that church again, Father. Let that not be a morning service that they're having, but a celebration. Because what I loved was the outpouring of family saying, we forgive this young man for what he done. We forgive this young man for what he done. That pastor was teaching them right. Their Bibles were opened up when God called them home. What a great way to go in church. Father, we want to see that work continue. Not only there, but right here. Just like that young man and that young lady that just prayed one day right now soon possible wherever God takes them that they'll always stay in ministry work Lord I thank you for everything that you do for us bless this gift that we receive we may distribute it to help others in need I want to thank all my brothers and sisters who always are there when the Lord calls, whether it's to dig a trench, drive a bus, cook a hamburger, open a door, give some money. Happy Father's Day, and I want to say thank you. Thank you, and Jesus thanks you today. Amen. Can I do one of my favorite songs for you? I've only done it one other time, but this is one of my favorite songs before I ever heard it. And a lot of y'all know the story of this song and our pastor. But 10 years ago on Father's Day, a wild-eyed, bull-neck cowboy went into a church with a, with a wife that was too good for him and two great kids. And he heard this song, and God broke his heart and changed his life. And because of that, he's our pastor, my friend, and my brother. So this is for you, Pastor.
Daddy, can you come outside, play with me a while? We'll ride bikes and throw the ball, sails with a great big smile. Standing in the shadow of his daddy that he loved so much, watching everything that he does. And he's my shadow, ducks everywhere I go, does everything I do. Says, Dad, I want to be just like you. If I fail to shine the light, God's love within me. Wonder what kind of shadow will he be? Many years have come and gone since he left our home. Now there's only memories of him now he is gone. But in the shadow of my son stands another little one. Now he's casting shadows of his own. And he's my shadow, walks everywhere I go, does everything I do. Says, Dad, I want to be just like you. If I fail to shine the light, God's love within me, wonder what kind of shadow will he be. If I fail to shine God's love within me. I love you, son. God this morning, amen. Love you guys so much. Thank y'all for doing that song. What a pleasure. What an honor. Todd is right. I walked into a church several years ago on Father's Day. Matter of fact, 10 years ago. That song was playing and I gave my heart to Jesus. It wasn't a fancy message. It wasn't turn this place in the Bible. It was, it was that song. And it was because of them two boys right there. Them two boys, I had taught how to play baseball. I taught them to ride a horse. I taught them to rope. They were on their way to a great bull riding career. Even my biggin used to ride bulls. 
He just outgrew it. They were on their way to a great rodeo career, but none of us had Jesus. That song says, he's my shadow. I could teach him to throw a ball. I could teach him to walk. I could teach him to ride a bike. Well, could I teach him about Jesus? No, I couldn't. But I knew Jesus a little bit, but not like I know him today. I'm so thankful for the relationship that not only do I have with Jesus, but my boys have with Jesus today. Dads, listen to me. They're both saved. My greatest accomplishment. Not the buckles that I wear around my race, the, the saddles, the breast collars, the jackets that I won, uh, the money that I made, the things that I have, the possessions that I own. Those are not accomplishments. Those are my greatest accomplishments. If one of them died today, if one of them died today, I know that they would go to heaven. I know that 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 they would go to heaven. Stand up, Dalton. Dalton was a turn around, look at him, boy. There you go, amen. Good looking, son of a gun. You uh, uh, look just like me. Yeah. Gave his heart to the Lord at seven years old. Seven years old. We were going to church, we got our life right with the Lord. Dalton gave his heart to Jesus. The youth pastor said, I don't think he knows enough. I don't think he's quite ready. Take him home and study him up some more. So we took him home, and, man, we didn't know enough, but we tried. We, we studied him up for three or four more weeks, and Dalton just kept saying, Daddy, I believe in Jesus with my heart, and I want to get baptized. I took him back to the youth pastor, and I knew just a little bit. Say just a little bit. All you got to know is just a little bit. And God will give you wisdom beyond your years. He'll open up your mouth and allow you to speak things that you don't even know another will hear crystal clear. We took Dalton back to the youth pastor. And uh, youth pastor talked to him again. He said, I just, I just don't know if he's quite ready. I knew just a little bit. I looked at that youth pastor, which is a great friend of mine, by the way, now. A brother a family member, someone I love and cherish, I have him preach revivals for me. I looked at him, I said, the Bible says if you hinder the little kids from coming, because the little kids, they piled up on Jesus' lap, and the, and, the, and the disciples started, hey, get them away, get them off of them. And Jesus said, hey, we should all come with faith like little children. I said, brother, I said, I believe if we stop Dalton right now, he may never come back. That's why I let these kids, when they want to get baptized, when, they, when, they, when they're born again, when they, when they feel like it's time, we talk to them, we pray with them, even if they're little. Now, now old school Baptist people, they don't feel this way. Uh, uh, if you come out of another religion, you may I got to go through these classes and this class. Man, if a child feels in his heart like you do in your heart and wants to follow Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, let them come. Let them come. Let them come. It makes no sense to me not to let them come. Because they'll do it. They'll grow. They'll know. They'll learn. They'll follow. They'll grow up. Maybe they want to do it again. It's okay. Can I say it's okay? How many have ever had to rededicate their life to the Lord? How many have ever been baptized more than once? It's okay. It's okay. 
How many have a true meaning today? It's okay. Sit down, baby. It was easy for Dalton and Justin. You stand up, you beautiful son of a gun. You come here, stand up here. I have to call him beautiful. Turn around, baby. I have to call him beautiful because he looks like his mom. <laughs> you big, beautiful thing. You boy, I love you. <laughs> Justin was kind of quiet, kind of reserved, kind of shy. Anybody got a quiet, reserved, kind of shy kid? That's where we're going to baptize you in that little tank right there. Justin, we didn't know if he'd ever come forward, that he would ever profess with his mouth that Jesus is Lord because he was just kind of shy. Justin was one of those, when we went somewhere, he was over here by his mama's leg. He hid behind his mama. He, he grew out of that shadow. God made him six foot four and 220 pounds, good looking, single. <laughs> Ready to get married and move out of the house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm trying, boy. I'm trying. Plentyoffish.com. Uh, uh, Justin, it took a couple of years. I think he was 11 years old. And we were exiting off the highway. And Justin was in the back seat of the truck. And I looked in my rearview mirror, and I saw he was just sitting there crying. We hadn't been to church. It was on a normal day of the week. It was just an average day. And, and, and we're going somewhere, and we take the exit, and, and we're getting off the interstate. I look in my rearview mirror, make sure nobody's coming, and he's just in the back seat bawling. I said, what's the matter, baby? And he just can't stop crying. So I pulled over in a McDonald's, and the boy can eat. That little smile came on. He thought he was going to get something to eat. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I pulled over into McDonald's, Donnie, and I got out of my truck, and I went around to the back door. I said, what's the matter, baby? He said, I want to give my heart to Jesus, Daddy. And I knew just a little, and I led him through the prayer of salvation. And he gave his heart to Jesus on the side of I-35, on the feeder road at the McDonald's. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. God called me to this church. And he still hadn't been baptized. And he got baptized right here where I'm standing today. Right here. <laughs> Sit down, baby. Amen. My greatest accomplishment is not, is not all the trophies, the trucks, the money, uh, uh, anytime I've gotten to speak somewhere, who I know, those are not my greatest accomplishments. My greatest accomplishment is when I gave my life to Jesus. When I gave my heart to Jesus. Dads, let me talk to you today. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Do you serve him with all your heart? Because if you're a dad, would you stand? Let me just see the dad stand. If you're a dad, stand with me. And give, let's all give them a round of applause. Cooper, are we ready back there, brother? Are we good? Give the dads a big round of applause. <laughs> Sit down, dads. Hallelujah for you today. Thank you for coming to church. Your greatest accomplishment is not your job. Your greatest accomplishment is not the title you hold on your job. Your greatest accomplishment should be your children. Father's Day, I'm spending with my kids. Father's Day, I'm surrounding myself with kids. I asked God, I said, God, give me a word for this church this morning. 
And that word is that he is a father to the fatherless. He is a father to the fatherless. You see, because my dad died when I was five. I hope and pray, Brother Lyle, that he's in heaven. But I don't know. But anybody grow up without their own daddy around, it's tough. Don't tell me they don't scar people. So, Daddy, you should be there. I thank God for the dads in this house this morning who are not drinking anymore, who are not drugging anymore, who are not lying anymore, who are not stealing anymore, who are not running around doing the wrong things. Why? Because they got a shadow. They got a shadow that's following them around. I want to play this little video I found, and I want to preach to you in Ezekiel this morning for just one moment. That's your greatest accomplishment this morning is your children. Go ahead, Brother Cooper. You turn it up just a little. Greatest TV dad of all time. I'd say it's a toss-up between uh, Andy Griffith, that cool dad from Friday Night Lights, and Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker? He's my role model. Okay, those are good dads, but nobody beats Mr. Belvedere. That was a good dad. He's a butler. No, he's a dad. No, he's not a dad. He's a butler. He seems so patriarchalish. Okay, greatest memory of your dad growing up as a kid. Oh. That's tough. I mean, there's so many of them. Um, I remember my dad took me fishing sometimes. He taught me to play golf. And we laughed. We laughed a lot. Here's one for the books, okay? Memory of my dad when I was a teenager, okay? I was trying to convince him that I just wanted to be an average Joe. Just let me be average, you know? And he gets all frustrated with me and he comes into my room and he's like, that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. You're afraid if you put knowledge into your brain, your brain's gonna explode and ooze out of your ear. You've got the brain damage. And then he like gave me a jello budgesicle and it just made all my cares go away. Steal. So that's the Cosby Show. Huh? Yeah. That's the episode where Theo is satisfied with being mediocre and Cliff comes in and tells him that's not okay. That, that's, that's classic Cosby. How does my childhood and TV just enmesh so much? <sighs> okay. I got one for you. Best advice your dad ever gave you. Life is not a dress rehearsal. Make it count. Your dad taught you that? Yeah, he went into sports. That explains so much. My dad, besides always saying, um, don't stand in front of an open flame while eating Mexican food, um, he would quote this proverb, uh, a man of knowledge uses words with restraint, a man of understanding is even tempered. I love that. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, say that again, I'm gonna record it for myself. Go. No. I'm not going to do that. Hey, 
When did you first realize your dad wasn't a superhero? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, when we're kids, we think our dad's a superhero, right? And then we grow up and we see their faults and we realize they're just human. Isn't that what makes a great superhero? Okay, take the ultimate superhero, Superman. He can do anything, anything. But as soon as you get him around some little green rocks, he becomes a complete ball of crypto mush. But I think that's what makes a great superhero. He knows his flaws. He knows the kryptonite. Same way with being a dad. We know our flaws. We know what trips us up. We stay away from it, and we still defend our universe. Hmm. I mean, I guess if you look at it that way, I guess my dad still is my hero. Boom goes the dynamite. Swish. Ready to play some b-ball? Yeah, give me just a minute. Praise God, amen. What an honor and a privilege it is to get to preach again on Father's Day. Ezekiel chapter 22, if you brought your Bibles this morning. Ezekiel chapter 22 is where I want to talk to you today. I want to straight talk to you today. And I pray that God makes it real to you today, men and women in this house today. I'm going to start in verse 29. Ezekiel 22, verse 29. Got my Bible? The people of the land have used oppression, committed robberies, and mistreated the poor and the needy. And they wrong, wrongfully oppressed the strangers. This is God talking. So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Stop right there. But I found no one. The Lord said in that time that He was looking for someone to stand in the gap, someone who would believe, someone that would be faithful, someone that would be right. And the Lord said, I didn't find no man. Kind of looks like the world we live in today, brothers and sisters. Kind of looks like the... Let's, let's just get our mind off church for a minute. It, it, it kind of looks like the world we live in today that good Christian godly men are hard to find. If you're a single lady in the house, you're like, Yeah, I hear you, Brother Mark. Amen. I found no one 
I want to talk to you about what God says. When I saw a social issue, a cultural issue decaying, I saw the family in disarray. I, saw for a, I sought for a man, and I knew the answer to the dilemma, to the decay, to what wasn't there. God said, I sought for a godly man. I took and looked. I looked all over the place, but I couldn't find one. What does God see when he looks at you? Wait a minute, Brother Mark, you're stepping on my toes. What does God say when he looks at you? God said, if I can only find a godly man, I can fix all the problems. So what I believe he was saying is that godly men are an endangered species. How many would believe that today? That godly Christian men are an endangered species. They're like an animal, like an extinct animal that you can't hardly see or find, and every now and again they show up. God said, I looked all over the place, and I couldn't find none. We're living in a society where we're losing the moral battle, gentlemen. We're living in a society where the man is no longer the head of the house. We're living in a society where we're not raising up good Christian men. Would anybody say amen and believe with me today? If you don't believe that, don't say nothing. We're living in a society today where, where people would rather sit down and shut up than stand up and do something. We are missing men. We're missing men in the homes. We're missing men that run their family. I was not blessed with a godly father. My dad went home to be with the Lord when I was five, and my mom danced around with a couple of guys for several years. One was my stepdad. I, I called him dad. The other one, I never called him dad. He was a really abusive person. My other one was abusive too, but I was just a step kid. I wasn't raised with a godly father. I told the kids at camp this week, not one time did I ever go to church with my parents. Never have I ever in my entire life been to church with either my mother or my father. It just didn't happen. They didn't go to church. They went to the bar. They didn't go to church. They stayed at home and slept in from the drunk the night before. They didn't go to church. There was a big Bible, a big family Bible in the house. But it had dust so thick on it when we were given that Bible when I got saved. Man, it took a whole bottle of pledge just to clean that thing off. The Lord says, I look for godly men, but I can't find one. What does God see when he sees you, men? Does he see a godly man? My real dad died when I was five, and that was the hardest day of my life, and my mom remarried a couple times, but I never really had nobody lead me. I never really had anybody lead me. Like that song said, he's my shadow. They follow you around. A good Christian dad will lead their kids to the right place. A good Christian mother will lead her children to the right place. I really never had nobody lead me down the right road. So I went down the wrong roads. I really never had nobody lead me down the right path. So I took all the ones that led to prison. I never had anybody lead me to the Lord. They never led me to church. They never led me to good morals or good ethics. They never led me to integrity. 
I said, if I ever get to be a father, I said this, Brother James, if I ever get to be a father, I'm going to love my kids and I'm going to lead them. I said, if God ever blesses me with children, I'm going to love them and I'm going to lead them. I'm going to lead them. And I did that. I did that from the time they were babies till the time that we got in church. I was leading them. I wanted a nice house for my children. How many want a nice house for their children? I wanted a nice house for my children. So I worked hard and I bought a home in a good school district. I wanted my kids to go to a good school. So we bought a house in Crawford, Texas, and I, where the president lived. It, 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 and my kids went to the number one school in Waco. So I, I wanted to lead my children, and I wanted to lead them to a good school. So I led them to a good school. They wanted to play baseball. They wanted to play football. So I, I led the team. I signed up to be a coach, and I, I coached them boys for years. I coached other kids that didn't belong to me. One thing I learned coaching, I stopped picking kids and started picking parents because there's some crazy parents out there. Anybody ever coach? You know what I'm talking about, huh? I started picking parents. I was coaching them. I led them to football. We, we Every Saturday, every Sunday, Justin played select ball. Dalton was really good at football. Every weekend, we were at some sporting event. I led them all over the country playing football and basketball. I led them all over the place playing baseball. I led them to my heart's desire, to the rodeo arena. I asked God, I said, God, if I ever have some kids, I'm going to love them. And I'm going to lead them. I'm going to love them and I'm going to lead them. I led them to my heart's desire, rodeo. Justin and Dalton started riding sheep. They started riding calves. They've been in the pen all their life. I told them when they were six years old, don't ever let me catch you without a rope in your hand. I've regretted that statement ever since. Because every time you see them, they're walking around with a rope. They're roping my feet. They're roping something. They're roping somebody. They got a rope in church. They got a rope in their truck. They got a rope. And then when I get me a new rope, I don't have a new rope anymore because they got my rope. I let them do a good school. I let them and taught them how to play baseball and basketball. I led them to the rodeo arena and the rodeo life. And I've taught them. And they've, they've been around other people that have taught them some great things. But my greatest accomplishment was in 2005 on Father's Day when I led them to church. When I led them to church for the first time, the greatest time. It was just amazing what God done that day. I was sitting there in blue chairs just like you were. And Brother Steve Adams sang that same song that Brother Todd Jordan sang this morning. And I was sitting there, and Mary was sitting on one end, and Justin was sitting next to her. I sat down, and Dalton sat on the end. I put my arms around him. I had cowboy clothes on. I felt like a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I was the only one in that church with not a suit on. But I didn't care. I, I, my buddy invited me. We're just going to get this over with, and we're going to go back, and we're going to go do something. Let's get this thing over with. You know, when you accept Jesus in your life, it's never over with. I, I sat there and I sat down just trying to go through the motions. Just, can I say, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. First day I went to church, I cussed. I don't recommend that. It made everybody laugh that day. 
the youth pastor, his son was about 350 pounds, built like a rock, pick up 350 engines, walk them around like it wasn't nothing. I welcomed to church. I was walking through there, and, and my friend introduced me. This is Tyler. This is Steve Adams' son. He said, how you doing, cowboy? I said, I'm doing all right. And he squeezed my hand. I dropped the S-bomb right there. There was little kids all around. They thought that was the funniest thing. I was ready to head for the door. I was so embarrassed. I can't believe I just cussed in church. I'm going to hell. They thought it was funny. I was working the back pens one day. Man came to church that morning, got saved. We were having a bull riding after church. He was back there in the bull light to ran him over. He said the same word I said. Somebody ran and tattletailed on him. I just laughed. He'll get all right. He'll be all right. We give him a chance, and we don't judge him. Dads, we love this church, and we love you, and we're going to give you a chance, and we're not going to judge you. Somebody ought to praise God for that last statement that I, that I just said. And so we were sitting there, and, and they started singing that song, and I heard the Lord whisper to me, come follow me or else. Now, I had little children. They were babies. And I heard the Lord say, come follow me or else. And I felt the or else was he was going to take one of my children. God is a God who wants your obedience. He wants your attention. He loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And as I've grown up and I've learned just a little bit, I've learned that God will do all kinds of things to get your attention. And for me, when God said, come follow me or else, now people don't even like to hear that when I preach that, but that's the truth. That's what happened. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's exactly what I heard. Come follow me or else. And man, when that song was over, I had tears running down my eyes. And then I had to wait another hour for the preacher to finally get done. And he did an altar call. And I found, listen to me, I found what I was missing. The father to the fatherless. I found the father to the fatherless. I found Jesus Christ waiting on me at that altar with arms wide open. He said, come here, son. I love you. And he welcomed me with arms wide open. I, I, I got down on that altar and I invited Jesus Christ into my heart. I said, Lord, come into my heart. And he was standing there with arms wide open. And he said, I've been waiting for you. He is the father to the fatherless. I taught how to cuss. I was taught how to fight. I was taught how to drink. I was taught how to misbehave. I was taught how to lie. I was taught how to cheat. I was taught all these things by the devil. But the father to the fatherless said, come on home. I love you. I got plans for you. He opened up his arms and he received me. And my life changed immediately. My life changed immediately. I worked hard. I provided. I coached. I done a lot of things to teach them how to be a good cowboy. I would do anything for them. 
But when I received Jesus into my heart in 2005 on Father's Day, I believe that God was saying, is there any man in here that will stand in the gap? He was probably looking through Parkview Baptist Church like he's looking through Caney Creek Cowboy Church today and said, is there one, is there just one man that would give their heart to me? Jenna, he became a father to the fatherless. Look in Psalms, look at Psalm 68.5. Got my Bible? Touch three people and say, wake up. Touch them. You ain't touch them. Touch them. Psalm 68.5. Got my Bible? Y'all got to be a little louder for me. Psalm 68, 5 says, He is a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widow. This is God whose dwelling is holy. He became a father to me. I had joined the Rotary Club. I had joined the Masons. I had joined every rodeo organization there was to join. I was looking for something. I was missing something. I had worked my way to the top of the company. I became the manager. I became something in somebody else's eyes, but I was still nothing in my own eyes because I was missing a fatherly relationship. And if your dad ever walked out on you, ever abandoned you, ever let you down, you understand what Pastor Mark's trying to tell you this morning. I was there and something was missing. And I found that something in Parkview in 2005. He became a father to the fatherless. He began to teach me stuff that I had longed to know. He began to teach me how to love myself. He said, son, you can't love anybody else till you love yourself. I didn't even like myself very much. I didn't even know why other people really liked me because my mouth was so vulgar. My actions were so ugly. He said, you got to love yourself. If you you got to love yourself. And I began to love myself. I began to change. Say changed. I began to change to please my father. Not to please you. Not to please my family, not to please anybody else. He became a father to the fatherless, and I began to change to please my father. That's why I am who I am today, because I want to please him. I didn't even know what integrity was. I found out real quick when your father's always watching you. I never knew what, 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 what it was. To have somebody always provide, always be there, always care. In the lowest times of my life, my heavenly Father has always been there. He became a defender. I believe in my, all my heart, wherever I go, wherever my family goes, God's there to protect us. He became my defender. He watches out for my son when he went to college. 
I stood in the garage and I wrote him a letter and I cried like a baby and I wasn't even man enough to hand it to him. I hid it under his pillow. He found it several days later and it was a love letter to my son. said, son, when you go to college, God's going to college with you. Don't get in there and start partying, doing stuff that's going to dishonor God, dishonor your family, or dishonor yourself. I, I, I said, I love you and I've always been proud of you and you're going to accomplish all your dreams and all your goals. And I sat in that garage and I was with God and I was crying. I said, God, what am I going to do? God said, I'll watch out for him. He's always protected me. And he'll do the same thing for you. He'll do the same thing for your family. Somebody say, I'm getting this today. He is a father to the fatherless. Dalton gets on these bulls. Mary gets in her car. My church family... They go all over the place. I ask for God's protection. And God covers them, protects them, guides them, leads them. Man, he's such a good God. And then we had camp this week. And I saw 55 teenagers explode on this church and implode this church. I went into the, to the youth building I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Them girls had more stuff than I have ever seen in my entire life. I believe they packed up their room and brought it to God's room. There was stuff all over the place, stuff I didn't even want to see. I was like, oh, my Lord. I went over here, and they had made our, our lamb sitter look like a WWE ring. They had all their mats pushed together. I know what them boys were doing. Brother Vic said, boys will be boys. Then I saw their tears. And I heard their hurts. And I felt their pain as they shared their stories. I took it to God last night in my chair as I was writing my message. God said, you let them in that church know that I'm a father to the fatherless. Oh, I'm done, and listen to me. God's got big plans for you. And he wants to shape you, and he wants to mold you into his image. Like they look like me, I look like him. I've seen them boys overcome so much. God wants to do, dads, God's got big plans for you. Are you following him this morning? Have you gave your heart to him? I'm going to ask Rex and them to come play. Have you gave your heart to them? Come on up, guys. It's come on up. Let's just play. If not, today's the day you surrender your life to Jesus. You give your heart to him today. If you got kids in here, your greatest accomplishment will be your legacy that you leave with them in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Mary all the time says, I'm so proud of what you've become. I know why she says that, Cowboy Church, because she knew who I was eight years prior. God is a God of turnaround, dads. 
dads that are dads and moms, moms that are moms and dads. God is here to help you today. Come down right now. I want my elders to get up, my elders, my men, all my elders, past and present, just the men, come with me right now. Come to this altar and stand. Harry, Brother Vic, Brother Joe, come with me right now. Lyle, come stand up here in front of this altar. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Turn me up just a little bit. I don't think they can hear me this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Dad, if you want this personal relationship with Jesus, if you want us to pray with you, get up right now and come and let us pray with you. Mike, will you turn this mic on? Come on, get up, slip up where you're at. Come on down, let us pray with you. Oh, they're getting up now. Don't you worry about another soul. Come let us pray with you. Whatever it is, whatever it's about, maybe you don't want nobody to know, you just want your Heavenly Father to know. Come down right now, just take Take a knee at the altar. Come right now. Get up. Come on. When they come in, ask them if they want prayer. Pray with these dads. Young men with young children, get up in this house today and come say, I want to be a godly leader in my home. Would you pray for me to be a godly leader? Don't wait for anybody else. You get up and come. Maybe you're a single parent. Would you pray for the ones that need to get up but are scared to get up? Don't be scared today. Nobody's going to judge you. I fall on the Lord And He answers me Save me from lying lips Lord, save me from deceit. Thank you, Jesus. Woe is me. I dwell among the tents. For too long, that's where I've lived. Lord, thank you for these men that are Peace getting up. what I wouldn't give. So I lift my eyes. Everyone stand with me right Up now. Up to the mountain. Just stand where you are. Where does my help come from? My Let's help pray for all the Christian the fathers Lord, right now because we know how hard it is. of heaven and earth. Come on right now, guys. Lord, we lift up every man in this house. what it means to have a Christian dad raise your hand say thank you Jesus
For the sake of the house of the Lord, I seek prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. For the sake of my yes. family and friends, Lord, I speak peace. The sun will not harm me by day. The moon will not harm me by night. Every head bowed, every eye closed. The Lord watches yeah. over my coming. Yeah. Yes, the Lord watches over my life. So Thank I you, live Jesus. my eye. Come on, if you want to come right now, come right now. And where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, Dad, can you turn this mic up just a little bit, please? If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, dads, moms, teenagers, children, let this be a Father's Day to remember like I got. Pray with me right now. If you want to accept Jesus, pray with me right now. Just say, Dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today, I make you my personal Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I'm going to serve you with all of my heart, with all of my mind, and all of my soul. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that three days later, you rose. Jesus, come into my life and save me today. If you prayed that with me, let me see your hand. Any dads in the house? Oh, God bless you dads. I'm so happy for you. Welcome. Welcome home. Welcome home. God loves you. Hallelujah. 